0: A tennis ball in my hand is worth about five bucks. A tennis ball in the Williams twins' hands is worth millions of dollars. So just say to your name, it all depends on whose hands you are in. Turn with me please to the Gospel of John. John 11, Chapter 1. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of Man may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let's go to Judea again. Verse 11. Those things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought he was speaking of taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let's go to him. Then Martha, in verse 21, said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Verse 43, now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound, hand and foot, with grave clothes. His face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, "Loose him and let him go. One final scripture, Matthew chapter 20, verse 17. Now Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples aside on the road and said to them, Behold, we are going to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed by the chief priests, and the scribes they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify and the third day he will rise again believe expect and act on your miracle tell your neighbor believe Believe. expect and act on your miracle. Clap your hands and take your seats. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. The here Martha speaks of was Bethany. Bethany was a community outside the city of Jerusalem. They were in a home occupied by Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha. Jerusalem and its surrounding communities was an area that contained many people who were hostile to Jesus. Just days before, a group of men had tried to kill him with stones. In John 10:39, a group of men tried to capture him. And he, either by speed or by strength or by the assistance of his disciples, had managed to escape being apprehended by the crowd. Having to escape, Jesus decided to leave the area entirely, go to a place called Perea. That was a wilderness place where John the Baptist had conducted his services. In that same area, Jesus fasted for 40 days and endured the temptations of the devil. He'd been baptized in that same area. He selected some of his first disciples in that same area, and in many ways, Jesus started his ministry there in that area. You can have all kinds of experience and all kinds of thoughts when you go back where you started, And so near the end, Jesus went back where he had started. You are driven to self-assessment. You're driven to self-evaluation when you go back where you started. When you go back where you started, you can be renewed and you can find recommitment. And before facing that challenging period, Jesus went back where he started. And listen, if you don't go back where you started physically, you should go back from time to time emotionally and mentally. What did you intend to do then? What have you done now? What did you promise? How have you performed? What still remains to be done? Those are the kinds of thoughts you think when you go back to your origin and see what you first said to the Lord and the Lord first said to you, to that place where Jesus started came a message from Mary and from Martha. The message did not mention Lazarus by name. It merely said, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. Jesus knew immediately and precisely who they were talking about. Verse 5 says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister And Lazarus and Luke 10 38 gives us some insights into their home and into the relationship they had with Jesus Jesus at that time was a guest in their home Martha was busy everywhere working preparing and serving the meal Mary was listening to Jesus and Martha went to Jesus and interrupted him and complained listen I'm working so hard and Mary's not doing anything, make Mary get up and help me out to have that kind of relationship with Jesus. But Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha you're worried and troubled about so many things but one thing is needed and Mary has chosen the best part and it shall not be taken away from her. This is that same Mary who later Unknown to the feet of Jesus with a very expensive spike spikenard ointment and wiped his feet with her hair. A woman's hair said to be a woman's glory, a person's feet, because of the contact with the ground is many times the most filthy part of a person's body. But she placed her glory at his feet. I'm glad that wasn't West Angeles. Because if some of our ladies were called to wash somebody's feet with their hair, they say, not with this weave. <laughs> I paid too much for this extension. <laughs> but she placed her glory at his feet. And so in many ways, Jesus was made to feel at home, at the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They had a genuine love and respect for Jesus. And that love motivated their generosity and their hospitality. Their generosity and their hospitality, their genuine love and respect caused their home to be a place where Jesus was pleased to frequently abide. Their positive attitude toward Jesus caused him to feel a special love for them. So they positioned themselves for a miracle. Ask your neighbor, are you positioned for a miracle? But listen, before you conclude that Jesus unfairly selected favorites whom he loved more than others, you've got to understand how they treated him and how much they really loved him. Too many people are jealous of the good relationships that other people have when they have no knowledge what those individuals have invested In those good relationships. (laughs) Kindness, generosity, respect enhance good relationships. Selfishness, disrespect, and disagreement can destroy any possibility of a good relationship. And so don't hate the good relationships other people have. Celebrate their relationships and duplicate their relationships, their kindness, and their hospitality position them for a miracle that they might not have received if they had behaved otherwise toward Jesus Christ. So look at your neighbor and say, don't hate, don't hate. celebrate, celebrate. And, duplicate. and duplicate. He that would have friends must first show himself to be friendly. Jesus, being the divine son of God, knew the pain and death that he would endure if he went back to Bethany and if he went back to Jerusalem. He knew that there were those who had agreed with one another that they would kill him at first opportunity. But still, he decided that he would return to that area because of his love for Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. He knew that Lazarus was not only sick, but that Lazarus had died shortly after Jesus had received the message. You need to know the love that is within the heart of God for you. The Bible says that God is love. If you have a desire to know him, if you have a desire to serve him, God will find a way to get to you. Love caused Jesus to walk into danger to help his friends. Love caused him to groan and be troubled. Love caused him to weep. Verse 35 says, Jesus wept. And the Jews, observing him weeping, said, Behold how much he loved Lazarus. And I just got good news for you. God is in love with you. He loves you so much that there's no force on earth that will keep God away from you if you want him in your life, in your heart. The Lord Jesus was fully God and fully man. As a man, he endured sorrow and pain, even as we do. So he was impacted at the grave of Lazarus, and tears poured from his cheeks. Hebrews 4.15 says, We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. There is no temptation that you've had that Jesus did not have before you had it. And the Bible says, because he knows and understands, let us come boldly to the throne of grace and find mercy and grace to help in the time of need. But let me say to you, let's notice how much and how strongly Jesus wanted the disciples to believe in him. Listen to the words of John eleven fourteen. Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. And in John 11 and 40, he said to Martha, Did not I say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? And John, the gospel writer, seems amazed at the unbelief of the people. He said in John 12:37, 37, Although he had done many signs before them, they did not believe in him. And in John 12, Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. I've come as a light unto the world, that whosoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. The Gospel writer John says in chapter 20, verse 30, And truly Jesus did many other signs, in the presence of his disciples that are not written in the book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. So would you tell two people Jesus really wants you to believe in him? As a matter of fact, this incident with Mary and with Martha and with Lazarus was designed not just to bless believers, but specifically to prepare the disciples for what they were going to face one week later. This event took place just a short time before the crucifixion. So just a short time before the crucifixion, this last miracle recorded by John took place before the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. So the week or the period starts. It starts with the death and with the raising of Lazarus, and the week ends with the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I said it started with the death and the raising of Lazarus, and then one week later with the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if the disciples had allowed the incident of the raising of Lazarus to have its proper effect on their hearts, and on their minds, they would have dealt with the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus altogether differently. Matthew twenty seventeen. Jesus told them again and again, I'm gonna be crucified and I'm gonna rise again. I want you to believe that. I'm gonna go through untold agony, but I'm gonna come out on the other side with all power in my hand. I shall rise again. He said that in Matthew 20, 17. Now Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the 12 disciples aside on the road and said to them, We're going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and scribes. They will condemn him to death. They'll deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and discourage scourge and to crucify And the third day he will rise again. Would you tell your neighbor Jesus did not want his resurrection to be a surprise? Come on, help me preach here. Look at your neighbor again. Tell them Jesus did not want his resurrection to be a surprise. Matthew, Mark, and Luke all agree that Jesus told the disciples time and time and time again, I'm going to be crucified. But on the third day, he even told them when it was going to happen, I'm going to rise again from the dead. The miraculous incident with Lazarus was intended to strengthen their ability to believe, expect, and act in the face of a child. He wanted them to be ready for his resurrection When he arose from the dead, he wanted them to be there rejoicing and praising God. When Jesus arrived in Bethany, Martha met him and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give it unto you. I believe there are some even now folk in the house. The worst thing has happened, but you're saying, God, it ain't too late. Even now, you can work a miracle for me. The doctor might say it's too late, but it's not too late until you say too late, and you say it's never too late when you're involved. Come on, clap your hands and give praise to God. Lord, help me preach. Lord, help me preach. Come on, give God some glory. Give God some glory. That was a word of hope in the midst of despair. Lord, he's dead, but even now. The worst has happened, but even now. I wish somebody would revisit that situation that you've given up on and say, Lord, even now, you can turn that situation around. Even now, you can save my son. Even now, you can save my marriage. Even now, you can save my life and heal my body. Even, Come on, raise that hand and say, Lord, even now. Clap your hands and praise God that he's an even now, God. And so Jesus, in his conversation with Martha, spoke those immortal words, John 11:25. and 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he die, he shall live. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Listen, the life of the Spirit is determined by your relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And to be without Christ is to be dead spiritually and condemned to eternal death. The body is the house we live in. The spirit lives in this physical house. But when the house died, the spirit of the believer lives on with Christ in the spiritual realm. And so Jesus assured Martha, your brother is going to live again. Your brother shall rise again. She said, yeah, I know he's gonna rise in the last day, the resurrection but Jesus said that's not what I'm talking about when they arrived at the tomb Jesus told them roll the stone away and Martha who just a little while before had said even now I know that whatever you ask of God God will give it to you said no Lord don't roll the stone away it's too late but you know God usually waits until it's too late before he sends the miracle Come on, encourage your neighbor and say, neighbor, God waits until it's too late before he sends the miracle. When Lazarus was sick, Jesus said, He's not sick enough. I can't get glory out of where he is right now. Later on, Lazarus died, and Jesus said, He's not dead enough. But when Lazarus had been dead for four long days, when it was too late, Jesus came along and said, Roll the stone away. I just came by to tell somebody today that God let it be too late for you because he really wanted to get glory out of your situation. He wanted to perform a big miracle in your life. Tell your neighbor God wants to do something great in your life. Listen, if you don't have a problem, you don't need a miracle. But when it's too late for us, it's just right for God. Come on, tell your neighbor when it's too late for us, It's just right for God. Come on, clap your hands. God gets glory out of too late. I said God gets glory out of too late. Martha said, Lord, by this time there's a stench. He's stinking. He's been dead for four long days. The situation is not only hopeless, it's stinking. It's nauseating. It's repulsive. We don't want to bring something up. And out like that. Don't roll the stone away. But listen, you get in front of that repulsive situation and believe that God is going to work it out. Get in front of that nauseating situation and believe God's going to work it out. Don't move away. Roll the stone away. God's going to fix it. Come on, tell your neighbor God's going to fix it. And so Jesus prayed with a loud voice. Lazarus, come forth. And when he prayed and said, come forth, Lazarus came out of the grave alive and well. I'm glad Jesus just said, Lazarus, come forth, because if he just said dead folk come forth, everybody in the graveyard would have come out at the voice of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And as I've said, I believe that Jesus not only performed this miracle because he loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus, I believe he performed it to prepare the disciples to trust in God and believe in God after his crucifixion and resurrection. He had already told them several times that he'd be crucified. He had already told them, I'm going to rise again on the third day. And now he gave them a living example of his power to raise the dead. Lazarus had been dead until the fourth day and Jesus brought him back to life. Does it not seem reasonable that just one week later, when Jesus was crucified on the cross, that they'd give him more than three days before they gave up on him? But no, they didn't give him three days. They gave up on Jesus. They fell apart. Their faith went down to zero. They felt that they were going to be killed. We see the disciples running, we see them hiding. We see them lying and said, I never knew him. We see them denying him. We see them returning to their old ways of life and returning to their former pursuits. They were afraid for their own safety. They were afraid for their own survival when Jesus had already told them that God has a plan for them. Listen, tell your neighbor if God has a plan for your life, you cannot die until the plan is fulfilled. If God has something for you to do, you've got to live until you get it done. He that hath performed a good work in you shall perform it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, if God starts you off, it shall come to pass. There shall be a performance of those things that are spoken by the Lord. And if God said, I'm gonna raise up Jesus on the third day, then set your clock by it, mark your calendar by it, get ready to shout, Jesus is going to rise again. Don't you be afraid, because fear will make you miss your miracle. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, don't be afraid, fear, will make you miss out on your miracle. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Instead of running away and hiding, the disciples should have gotten together down at the tomb and said to one another, You know Jesus said that on the third day He was going to rise again. He said if we destroy the temple of his body, in three days he was going to build it up. Let's stay right here at the tomb and let's have church. Let's stay here at the tomb and let's worship the Lord and praise the Lord. Let's shout because our miracle is on the way. What if the disciples had gone out and gathered everybody, come out to the graveyard, Let's get at the tomb of Jesus. Jesus shall rise again. If they had had thousands of people who saw Jesus come out of the grave, just think of the hundreds of thousands that would have turned to Jesus, turned to Christ on that day. They messed up and they failed him, but he got up just the same. How many of you believe that Jesus got up just the same he arose with all power in the palm of his hand they miss they missed the best part of the resurrection because they were not there and they were afraid and my bible says without faith it's impossible to please God but he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them Who diligently seek after him. And God wants us to know we can expect good things from our God. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you can expect good things from God. Come on and praise him. Praise him. Praise him. You may feel down, you may be left out, but God's blessing. And not just for other people. God's blessings are for you. Come on, point at yourself and say, God's blessings are for me. Ask, and you shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. God wants to bless you, because if you would give good gifts to your children, how much more does your Father in heaven know how to bless you. Tell your neighbor, God wants to bless you. Believe it, expect it, act on it. Believe it, expect it, step into it. Believe it's going to happen. Tell two people it's going to happen. In the name of Jesus, yes. Oh, bless his name. So the the week starts, I said the week starts with Jesus raising up Lazarus from the dead. After four days, the week ends with Jesus being crucified and rising again from the dead. And so Lazarus was raised from the dead. Jesus was raised from the dead. You and I who believe can get our miracle you can get your blessing it can happen in your life i believe that if lazarus arose and if jesus arose the trump of god shall sound the dead in christ shall rise up first we that are alive and remain are going to be changed oh change oh change in a moment in a twinkling of an eye Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm going to get up by the power of God. Help me praise him. Help me praise him. Help me praise him. What I'm trying to say is that if God could raise up Lazarus, and if God could raise up Jesus, if God could reverse death, make death sit down, and leave him alone said behold I am he that was dead I'm alive forevermore and I've got the key to death to hell and the grave if God has the key it's going to be alright if he can do that he can heal my body if he can do that he can open a door for you if he can do that he can open your blinded eyes your deaf ears if he can do that He can turn your life around. Yes, yes. You might stand before a hopeless situation. The landlord might have said, get out, you can't stay here anymore. They might be on the way to repossess your car. You might be broke and disgusted. You might be busted. But if Jesus steps into your situation, everything going to be all right. Tell your neighbor, it's all right. Oh, it's all right. Tell two people, it's all right. All right. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. I see you're standing up. I see you're getting up. I see you're stepping out of that tough situation. I see you standing before that nauseating situation. I see you standing before death, standing before trouble, standing before adversity. I see you shouting by faith. Dance in advance. It might be hopeless. Stand on your feet, everybody. It might be irreversible, but turn it under God. Turn it over to Jesus. When you turn it over, you can. Smile and shout the victory. Grab your neighbor by the hand. Say, neighbor, I've got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. They stood before that grave and shouted, and believed God, and trusted God, and God worked a miracle for you in your life. You can stand before trouble, stand before distress, stand before adversity, and say hallelujah, anyhow. Come on, help me say it hallelujah, hallelujah, anyhow. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. The Lord will make a way somehow. Oh, yes, He will. Hallelujah. Everybody just start walking. Just start walking. Just start moving. Move. Move from where Now tell somebody, I just walked out of my impossible into the possible. I just walked out of pain, out of sorrow, out of trouble, out of distress, into the presence of Almighty God. Come on, help me praise Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And let me tell you how to get your miracle. Let me tell you how to get it. Faith does not wait until the miracle takes place. Faith dances in advance. Faith praises God before the miracle has manifested, before they see it. And if you have enough faith to praise Him for what He's going to do in your life, you can get your miracle today. When I count to three, I want you to shout. I want you to praise Him. I want you to dance. I want you to open your mouth and sing praises to the Lord. One. Two, three, receive it!